0: All right. Welcome back to The Kelly Roach Show. So excited to be here today with Scott Hallman. Scott, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to do this.
0: Yes. Excited to have you here. So he's known as the man behind the legends. And Scott, you have been working with some of the greatest business leaders of all time for a a long, twisting, turning career. And uh, you have helped lead and grow companies through the recessions, through the crashes. Um, you have had an Inc. 500 company multiple times um, at the very top of the list, which is very exciting. So uh, excited to have you here today.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. By the way, with all those things said, uh, it, it's never easy. So, you know, there's, there's uh, ups and downs in everybody's life and career and what we all deal with.
0: Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Okay, well, listen, Scott. So, since I have you here, you know, uh, we have been in a contracting economy since January. And a lot of people are just now realizing we are in a recession. The recession is here. Um, And, you know, as leaders, I actually think leading through a time of contraction is actually really important from a skill building standpoint. I actually think it's really important uh, to develop the capability as a CEO to lead through all different types of environments. And so I would love if you would share um, some of the, the principles behind kind of the business optimization work that you do, because I know a lot of the work that you do, you're really focused on helping companies kind of identify the hidden dollars that already exist, that they're not tapping into. Um, and I think that's going to be really important in this next season. So
1: I think it's more important than ever. You know, so just to, to go backwards, you know, I started my first business, in the worst recession since the Great Depression, it was a double dippers, they called it, and d- double-digit inflation as well. And I think that the vast majority of people likely listening to this podcast uh, have never run a business during high inflation, and they maybe never ran a business during re- a recession. Right? That was 13 years ago. We're the longest yeah. non-recessionary time, I think, if I have my facts straight, in the history of the U.S., bolstered by all of this crazy stimulus yeah. money. So we get lulled into being comfortable. We get lulled into business being easy. And I'm not saying there aren't businesses that um, you know, the COVID uh, economy really hit them, but many businesses benefited from the whole COVID economy. And it's just sort of business has been relatively easy for many. Uh, and if you're not one of those, by the way, please don't take offense, but uh it's it's what I find across the board. Um and so, you know, what happens is uh as you talked about last time with you what'd you say fairy tale versus reality? I, I yeah. liked it. Yeah, it was good. It is that um, there's a lag factor. So, you know, we've been in this down economy since January, but many businesses still aren't feeling it yet because we're still dealing with all the stimulus money and ERC yeah. money and PP yep. money and you name it money. Um, but when it happens, it happens quick. If you remember back in um, in the re- in the Great Recession, they called it 2008, nine, and I would argue 10, uh, it, it happened really rapidly. I had a client go from $4 million a month to $800,000 a month in a matter of months. And um, so it happens quick. So, so the main thing is when I started my first business, I was fresh out of college. I had no money, so I, you know, no other, no other option but to make it work. And I had um, gone through the whole E Myth training with Michael Gerber, and you know, started you know putting all the systems in place. And what I realized is that was my secret sauce. That's that's how I made it through this challenging economy. Every dollar out of out of everything we did, right? Because you need, you all, there's people out there, we need to hire that key person or or persons. We need to have the cutting edge technology. We wanna have money to spend on marketing, especially when it gets more expensive, but where's the money come from? And for me, I learned what I teach now more out of necessity than, you know, because it was some strategic thing. It was just what I had to do. And now, when this turn happens, and I can't emphasize how quickly it happens, um, you know, you better have your saw sharpened, you better have your systems in place like you talk talk about. Um, because if you do, you are in an incredible uh position to dominate going forward. And if you yeah. don't, uh you're gonna be in trouble quick.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's try to give um and, and to your point about how fast it happens. I was leading in uh in the staffing industry, which I know you've worked with the staffing industry as well Mm -hmm. during the 2008-2009 crash. And um, we literally had customers calling in full-on panic, uh, cutting uh, dozens of jobs in a 30-second phone call. And the phone was ringing off the hook. And within one week, I mean, millions and millions of dollars of business completely dissipated. And in, in a week, in a week. So to your point about how fast oh. it happens and and I think that is why and I talk so much on the show about this and I would be interested in your feedback on this you know businesses have to be in the habit of consistently producing new revenue in in a variety of ways because your existing revenue can disappear overnight. And if you're riding those customers that you've always had, those customers that have been with you for years, those referrals that have been coming in, and all of a sudden um, that gets cut off... You have to have an, uh, a mechanism for going out and generating new dollars really quickly.
1: Yeah, and it's really easy to get stuck in being comfortable. You know, I, like one of my clients was Chet Holmes, and for and and they they ran uh, they generate all their leads from radio, right? And he really perfected the whole system, but then yeah. radio radio dried up, and you know it's tough to pivot in that yeah. situation. Right now, the new the, that new analogy is Facebook for many businesses, mm-hmm. right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We saw that, you know, the algorithms got changed, what the impact was, and, um, you know, it, it can change really quickly. So you definitely need to look at other sources of uh, lead generation so that you're more diversified.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when you're talking to a business about some of the most important things that they should be reinforcing, like right now, given the the environment that we're in, what would be maybe like the top two or three things that you would want every business owner that listens to this show? Uh, to really be focused on to to be prepared to lead through this.
1: Yeah, I'll give you three of them uh, that come to mind right away. Um, one of them is it may be counterintuitive, but you have to lock in your best people right now. You know what ends up happening is we panic and and the the, the staffing company calls you up and just starts whacking people right and and we've experienced how difficult it is to be able to find, keep and retain right, and retain people. So you need to lock your best people in. And now this is an inflationary comment. So I had one of my clients say to me, you know, these greedy people, they're, they're constantly coming for more money. So let me put things in perspective. Yeah. You have somebody who makes $50,000 a year. I don't care if they say inflation's 8.9%. It's a bunch of crap inflation is probably 15%. If you can find what food didn't go up more than 10%, what gas didn't go up, mm-hmm. you know, so on and so forth. It's just the way they've manipulated the data. What that means is this $50,000 person's spending power has gone down $7,500. Mm-hmm. Right? They're Right? living paycheck to paycheck or even comfortable putting a little bit of money away. Their lives are radically changed. So they're not being greedy. So mm-hmm. the person, Need to do is go in and rank your people and say, my top tier people, the you know kind of top grading thing, I'm actually going to create incentives and programs that will basically lock them in. It sounds like a bad term, but it's just really incentivize them to be with me in the long run, because they're who you're going to need. You cannot replace that experience. Uh, and if you cut too deep, you're going to have a hard time coming back. So that's, that would be one. Um, number two is you need a plan B. And what I mean by that is, I have all of my clients create a a spreadsheet that says here's where we are right now and i say to them what if your business revenue dropped in half Mm -hmm. right just advanced exercises going through and say well here's how we would be oh here's the shifts and pivots we would make and we would be okay that's the goal how can you create the financials so you're okay if you're too heavy in your overhead you need to shift that that dramatically and the last one which will surprise you Is you have to optimize. And what I mean by that, and it's such an overused term, you know, when I used to talk about optimization years ago, people said, oh, optimize SEO stuff. I go, no, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I'm talking about, you know, identifying what I call your profit drivers. You generate leads in a variety of ways and then you take them through your sales funnel. And there's each of those steps are called a profit driver because they can be measured and they can be improved and stacked on top of each other. Even small 3% to 5% improvements can lead to 25%, 50% increases in revenue. Mm -hmm. And during a recession, I think you said it on one of the podcasts I listened to, it may not mean, when you're going through those seasons, it may not mean your revenue goes up 25% or 50%. It may mean it doesn't go down
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. 25% or 50%, right? So, So this is part of sharpening the saw, is going back and saying... How are we doing? I was just on the phone with one of my long-term uh, clients that I stopped working with, and they just have come back year, years later. And uh, we were talking. He said, I'm embarrassed. I said, why am I embarrassed? He goes, because you're now bringing up all the things that we knew, all the things things we used to do, but we haven't done. We kind of you know, got off our game. Yeah. I go, well, then get back on your game, right? Just yeah.
0: To, yeah. Exactly it's it's foundational stuff that you get away from and especially when the market is easy and when it's easy to kind of skate on the surface of things and then when when you know the climate shifts you have to really dig back in again to reinforce that foundation right
1: yeah, yeah. you know yeah it's interesting so when people say they want they're, they're going to hire this uh super successful uh, sales manager to come into their organization because they're going to now come and sell. They're not necessarily a sales man- person but they say this, this person has been a vp of sales or sales manager. I I always take them through a process, they be careful because a lot of times what happens, not all the time and I'm not I'm not saying I'll, I'm not I don't want to put anybody in a, in a in a in a bucket here, but a lot of times what happens is they've removed themselves so much for the actual, you know, battle in the street yeah. so to speak or you know, in the trenches, they can't reengage. And yeah. so if you're an entrepreneur and you know you delegated everything out and you're traveling a lot and God bless you because that's the name of the game, but you, you know the one thing about a true entrepreneur and how an entrepreneur is different than a CEO is the entrepreneur built the business. They did everything in the business, and when needed, they can dive back. They'll in. step
0: back in. Yeah, it, it's really interesting that you said that because number one, I've had that experience uh, and had to actually terminate people that. We're not able to understand the balance of leading and also modeling the way for their team. Right. And as a sales manager, your team needs to have someone to model. They need to be able to see someone who is performing and executing and delivering that they can say, Hey, let me show you how this works. Right. That hip to hip coaching. And it's a very unique person that both has developed effective leadership skills and also understands the importance of the hip-to-hip coaching and and is willing to continue to engage. And you're right, a lot of people in a sales management role do not want to do that or can't find their way back to it, right? But to that point, I'm actually seeing that quite a bit with a lot of entrepreneurs right now that are struggling to pivot back into the things that they had graduated out of in an easier market yeah. that now need to be pivoted back into. And I think it's really important. It's a reminder for all of us as entrepreneurs, you know, that we have to be willing and ready to roll up our sleeves and do whatever needs to get done, right, in order to keep keep things moving. And it looks different in every season. In right?
1: every season. Yeah, It's a good point. Well, you know, I, I, I take clients through a, a process I call walking the farm. And it was, it was after a duck farmer that I had that used to get frustrated because, you know, there were always problems and then he delegated and he come back and find more problems. And if you want to do an exercise in advance, walk the farm. What's that mean? It means go spend, dive into each department. Dive into each de- area. If you have a call center, go in and listen to the calls. If you you're doing market, you go in and look. If it's if you have an operations, just go and spend some time operations. So it's always interesting when a key person that's in one of those departments quits or they go on leave, and the entrepreneur dives back in and goes, "What the hell's going yeah. on here?" Right? So yeah. don't if you have removed yourself so much. Even if I tell to, to say that if you want to remove yourself, you live the dream. Dream of delegating and, and what we all dream of doing in our businesses, make sure you're at least keeping some, you're doing that, that, that review of each of the areas yeah. so that you know what's going on so that when you finally have to dive back in, you're not going to be, you're not going to be shocked, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. That makes total sense. So what are some of the other things that y- you think, you know, businesses really need to be thinking about right now, uh, given the time that we're in? in this moment of this recording
1: <laughs> well I think it is as I mentioned about the 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 plan B I think is really important so I don't you know not to be redundant but I think it's really really important just to be able to plan to begin planning ahead I think the other thing is right now and I think one of the, the main things right now in an inflationary environment is pricing and um you know pricing in and, and inventory so you know, costs are going up dramatically. And it's it's a silent killer. You think about it, you make a 10% profit, which is a good net profit for a business after all expenses, before taxes. And inflation goes up 10%. And you don't raise your prices or adjust your how you're buying or reduce your discounts. They call it net price. It's what you actually get. Uh, and your profit is completely wiped out. And it just happens. Well, you just have that old crap moment where, oh my God, where my profit go? So um, one of the, the, the things that was challenging after that great recession that impacted you and impacted me and impacted so many businesses, um, people were afraid to raise their prices. And I talk about raising mm. prices. No, 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 no.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and now everybody gets that it, that we, you have to do that. So if you are still hesitant and you haven't raised prices, you need to find a way to be able to do that because your profits will be gone. And so that's that. It it is and it is really, really critical. We 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 teach several concepts about this. One of them is about psychologically acceptable pricing, where you sort of create this pricing that doesn't appear to be more expensive, but it actually you actually have raised your prices. But you have to find a way to be able to get your prices up. Now there's a couple of ways to do that. I call it net price. So, so if you're a pizza and you sell your pizzas for $20, but you always have $10 coupons, your actually price is, is $10. And whatever that average between people who use coupons and not use coupons might be fifteen, and if that's how you operate, I'm fine with that. But when times get tough and you and you know your your prices and your cost, your costs are going up, your pizza's still twenty dollars, you can either raise your price of your pizza or you can reduce your discounting. I always laugh. And go, why does it have to be two for one? Well, I mean, why can't it be uh, you know or why does it have to be twenty percent off? Why can't it be seventeen percent off? 17 kind of Turner. sounds more authentic anyway, and you just picked up 3%. So the next thing would be around pricing, because it's, it is the thing that will just wipe you out um, you know, faster than anything.
0: It's so true. And you know, especially because there's a lot of creep right now with vendors where like they're increasing pricing. And like you said earlier, I mean, if you're talking about a 10% margin, if a business has a 10% margin and you do nothing and your vendors just ride the wave of inflation, I mean, there you go, right? So that's a really, really good reminder for everyone. Legacy Leaders Mastermind is the most high-level work that we provide to entrepreneurs in the multiple seven and eight-figure range in their business that are looking to optimize exponentially multiply and duplicate their sales, their results, and their team online. And in the Legacy Leaders Mastermind, this is really for individuals that are looking for high concept, high level strategy, multi industry approach, building a community of big thinkers and people that are executing at a high level, no excuses, just getting it done, sharing ideas, no excuse, all community, all collaboration. We have three in-person intensives a year and this is a program where not only is there a high level curriculum specifically focused on high level team strategy and multiplying and duplicating through team leadership. But there's also weekly coaching calls with me in addition to the three in-person intensives. We have individuals that were on this year's Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies list. We have individuals that are buying businesses that they're integrating into their company. We have individuals that have gone from uh, seven figures to eight figures during their time in the program and so much more. So if you are looking for a high level group to invest in, where you're going to have the opportunity to grow not just as a person, but substantially in the profit and growth of your business, I want you to click down below to apply for a call and to learn about this elite program that is exclusive to individuals that are really leading the way in their spaces online. So click the link down below to apply and to learn more and i look forward to seeing you in the 2023 group so i think that's a great point that you just shared around the pricing analysis and not just around pricing itself in like an isolated way but really the whole scope of your expenses your pricing um, how inflation is impacting your cost structure and what that means for the way that you're going to market. I think that's a really smart point. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you have seen businesses make going through this process? Well, um, the- what are some of the things that are kind of, let's let's try to avoid this or, or not do that?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I... You know, again, I, I went through it in my business in the in the early '80s. I went through you know through all each of the recessions. Obviously, I was I built a billion dollar value company in 2000. And watched things crumble overnight, which was a crazy time. And, and and in 2007, 2008, and you know, I will tell you consistently, what happens is businesses bury their head in the sand. And what I mean by that is they stop doing what got them where they are. Yeah. And it's not yeah. that you don't have to pivot. It's not that you have to do anything different. But also, they stop marketing. They're just going to wait for it to be over. Yeah. And there's going to be some savvy business entrepreneur who's just going to keep going. I had an IBM reseller yeah, in, the, in the Great Recession that uh, he said, is, he, he told me, I don't know, he had a, some industry thing that said, I think the average um, reseller was down 82% or something. And I just kept on, just keep marketing. He yeah. did physical newsletters and some other things. Like, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. it never stopped. Now, did, he, did his revenue go up dramatically? No. But it didn't drop very much. Right. Yeah. And when it came out of the recession, who do they know?
0: Yeah. They- no, 100%. It's so interesting because we have a client who uh, had launched a travel business right before the pandemic. We all know what happened there. Right. So his business went literally to zero. No one's traveling. Right. And we, you know, we coached him to do the same thing. We're like, keep marketing, keep marketing, keep marketing. And I know you listen to the show, Ryan. So you hear me talking right now. Um, but as soon as things open up, I mean, his business just exploded, right? Yeah. Because he kept marketing, he kept doing the fundamentals, he kept executing when so many other businesses just they pull back, they stop, you know, they shut it down. So I think that's a really good reminder for everyone. And unfortunately, I have a feeling that this particular situation is is definitely going to be a multi-year event. So I do think that we all need to be thinking in multiple years, strategically, there is no like wait and see. Like this will be quick. Like oh, maybe it'll just be a couple months. Like I, I really feel strongly that this is going to be a multi-year event. So I, I think it's more about evolution of our businesses and pivoting the right way and finding a way to sustain and grow, uh, maybe in a little bit of a, a slightly different way, right? But I, I think it's going to go on for long enough that an avoidance mechanism is not going to be helpful because <laughs> I don't think you can last is, <laughs> is kind oh, of, yeah. that? that's my personal opinion. I don't know what your thoughts are on it, Scott.
1: I I agree. I think that what's ended up happening is we've been, remember when the long recession, longest time without a recession or maybe the longest time in 50 years. And so that just means everything's going to be worse and you can't, yeah. we, you know, we're running out of dollars to print. And, yeah. Uh, and um, so I think it is, but now with that said, you know, I, I want, you know, I, I want people to be excited that if you play the game properly, you t- you sharpen your saw, you optimize, you keep your best people, you shift and pivot, you're going to have a lot of opportunity. For example, you know, I have several, you know, we have a, b- a division called uh, uh, your big payday and it's all about, co- you know, helping companies either acquire other companies and build their company up or to sell their companies. And so a lot of you know my clients have gotten frustrated. They, they're going to try to buy a business that's worth X, and the person wants 2 or 3X. It's like And it, it's crazy. The business has dropped in revenue by 20%. The owner is yeah. completely disconnected. They don't care. Because it's just like in a housing market when the prices are just crazy, right? And we saw that, by the way, in the housing market that, that hit in the Great Recession, the average price home in Arizona and Las Vegas, and it didn't drop 10 or 20%, it dropped 50%. So there's going to be some buying opportunities, especially with baby boomers who are going to get hit hard with this, where you're going to be able to pick up competitors oftentimes for, for very little. I always tell the story in, uh, in, in 2000, I was trying to hire the salesperson to my IT consulting company. And I offered him a package where he could make $600,000. This is back in 2000. He was going to bring a certain amount of business. Obviously, he had to perform. Uh, and he turned me down because he said, you know, I, I want stock." I said, I don't give stock to salespeople. Your, your earning potential is not unlimited, but I got people working for two thirds of what they're worth because they want the big payday. And he didn't take the job. Well, the, the market crashes. He comes back and works for me for commission only. And, you know, so there's going to be some buying opportunities. There's going to be some incredible hiring opportunities. You know, if in fact you're, you know, you got one eye that's looking out for pragmatic reality and we got the seasons change. We got to adjust to it. And the other eye is constantly looking for, how do I grow? How do I expand? How do I make my business stronger in this marketplace as my competitors are not doing the things they're supposed to do? Because even if you just maintain like Bob, the IBM guy did, when the market took off, his business soared, right? And that, that's a, it's an important lesson. By the way, nobody wants to hear this because you know we don't get the shiny object. We don't get the, hey, just do this marketing program and everything will change, yeah. You know and um so you know my my one client calls me the, you know, the bore, it's all all about the boring way to riches I get I guess so but it's yeah. right now it's reality so take heed.
0: No and I couldn't agree more and I like to talk about it openly because I actually have found um both in the crash in 2008 and 2009 we ended up pivoting the business and we soared in the coronavirus when the shutdowns happened we had our best year in business. You know I I like to talk openly about it. So that people can prepare. Because I believe that the people that lean in instead of leaning out will be the people who thrive, multiply, and duplicate during this season. So I don't want people to be scared. I want them to be prepared. And I want them to know if you lean in and if you do the things that no one else is willing to do, you will get the results that no one else is able to get. Right? Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Music players. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, just going through the seasons with so many different companies, helping your clients to exit, you know, um, just all the different seasons that you have personally been through. um, What would be some kind of final pieces of parting advice that you would want to get give to the listeners? And then I know you have some amazing resources to share, also.
1: Yeah, you know, I I I can't help but you know the biggest challenge right now is you know you know one of my clients was Tony Robbins, so it's it's, he talks a lot about the pattern interrupt and. Everybody needs a pattern interrupter. I know what by you talking openly about this and the realities of it is, is a way to be able to do that. But it's like, you know, I just encourage everybody to just shake, you know, shake yourself and understand this is happening. This okay. is real. And you can either ignore it or you can take action. And by the way, if I'm wrong, you got a better business, right? Yeah, so exactly. Exactly. So,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the main thing. And it's the hardest thing to do. I teach, you know, I talk to my clients about critical time, you have to carve out critical time, critical thinking time during the week, carve out an hour, twice a week, and all you're going to do is sit down and ponder this question, you know, what, if this were to happen, what shift would we make? And just pick one topic, what shift would we make in personnel? What shift would we make in expenses? What shift would we make in marketing? Um, What do we need to do in order to be able to get ourselves a little bit more financially flexible right now in this marketplace? And just an hour or two a week, and you'll at least have your rough outline of your plan b without too much pain.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. It's it's so smart. I mean, these are the the fundamentals and the foundations and they're the things that come with the wisdom of of going through the seasons and learning how to thrive. So, I love yeah. it. It's uh it's right in alignment with where I want to lead people right now that are listening to the show. I would love for you to share some of the tools and resources that you have available, Scott, cuz I know you really have have led many people through these types of scenarios before. So, um share a little bit where people can connect with you yeah, and how if, they can learn.
1: If you go to Scottholman.com and I set up a special page just for you and your listeners, you know, so scottholman.com slash Kelly Roche. And it's uh, I have a couple free things. There's no selling or anything. I just want to give you tools that will help you to execute on what you're teaching, what I'm teaching. Uh, and I give you a couple things. Number one is I believe there's a lot of lessons in my, my, my book, The Seven uh, Success Drivers to Hypergrowth was number one on Amazon and Kindle. So I will give you a, an electronic copy of that, where I interviewed 12 CEOs, 12 founders, not CEOs, 12 founders that have been on the list three times of more sustained growth through economies, through challenging times, right? In 12 completely different industries, online, offline, and I pull out all those learning lessons. So I think you will find that really valuable. It's a pretty easy read. And then when I talk about profit optimization, if you're up for it if you if you have thirty five or forty minutes in your life um i'm gonna i'm gonna give you access to a simple model we start all of our uh, uh clients out with it's a mini version to make sure i'm I'm fair with this but it's gonna show you how to populate a very simple profit blueprint where you will put in you know very simple things about how to generate leads et cetera and it's gonna show you how you can increase your profitability 20, 50, or hundred percent and again whether or not that's profitability you can use the invest in other things or whether it's your it's, it's your ability to sustain during challenging times it's 30 40 minutes of just a little bite-sized chunks i give you yep. size actions and i think you find it really fun to do and, and enlightening
0: i love it i love it thank you so much for sharing scott we'll have all the links for you guys in the uh, show notes down below and definitely take action on these tools it's a season of preparation right now and when preparation meets opportunity that's when amazing magic and miracles happen. So, uh, Scott, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing, you know, great tips, great feedback and and some real wisdom with the listeners. Appreciate you being here.
1: That was great. Thank you.
0: All right. Until next time, we'll see you back here soon. Thanks for listening.